Welcome to Leach University Business School's Research and Innovation Podcast. Uh, this episode is all about adapting offices um, and thinking about how the office might change after COVID-19. I'm Dr Matthew Davis. I'm an Associate Professor in the Business School. And I'm Dr Helen Hughes. I'm also an Associate Professor in the Business School. So I guess uh, a good place to start, Helen, would be uh, the question that I keep seeing in the newspapers quite a lot. Uh, which is saying, um, basically, since we've all got so used to working from home during the, the COVID-19 lockdown, um, is the office dead? What do you think? Well, and I think that's the million dollar question. I I don't think it is. And I think the more you speak to, um, you know, or the more I speak to different organisations and, uh, and so on, um, I, th- I think there is a real appetite for getting back to the workplace. Um, I think certainly, um, you know, for organisations, they, they, you know, the, there is a, a real value in that for for all sorts of reasons. You know, for for culture, for technology, for safeguarding. There's there's all sorts of reasons why they might want, um, you know, employees to be back together. Um, and I think, you know, as much as it's in many ways been a, a real success show, the, the the sort of working remotely. I think, you know, lots of employees are really desperate to get back into a workplace um so so no in in a nutshell i don't think the office is dead but on the other hand i think we've started to see such um, an appetite for working from home um, amongst people that have perhaps never in the past had the opportunity to do that or who have sort of recognised that things that they thought they couldn't possibly do at home are actually a bit more possible than they realised. Um, so I think we've seen these great innovations in the working from home sort of era. Um, and so I think the question is not so much is the office dead, but, you know, what what do we use an office for? You know, I think, I think the COVID situation has really thrown up all sorts of questions um, about actually why we use an office and what that space might be used for. That's interesting. So I think uh, I'd agree. I think uh, the more industry data I see, surveys, whether it's individual companies or, or cross-industry surveys that have been done over the, over the last six months in particular, and I think the majority of people are saying, oh, I, I really enjoyed working from home for a lot of people. Um, they want to keep that, but they, they want to be back in the office two to three days a week. But what, what will that office look like after after COVID-19 then? And I guess in my mind, it raises a question of what is better in an office than at home? And what does that mean then for, for companies, for designers in terms of how they design these spaces? Yeah. Because it, it's difficult to see people going to the effort of commuting in to sit at a desk and, and not interact with others. Um, so I guess what, what does that mean then for the spaces we're putting in and, and how people might use that? And I know when we were speaking uh in the past about this, Helen, you had ideas around what that might look like. Yeah, well, I, th- I mean, I, I think, um, you know, there's lo- there's loads of, of designers with much better, um, you know, ideas than I do about the specifics of, of, of the office. But I think what we do know from, um, you know, previous studies and, and literature is that people interact with their offices in, you know, in different ways. So, you know, we may see that actually the, these, you know, individualised offices that people may have gone to as, as, as sort of sanctuaries, if you like, for concentration or, or, or whatever, um, actually can do that stuff at home. And maybe what they actually need the office for now is those periods of connection with other people. So maybe there needs to be more thought around what those those look like. And I don't think it's going to be good enough to say, right, we've got a coffee area that you can meet with people. I think people are going to expect more from, from that space, you know, whether it's sort of hub areas, little area, you know, sort of different types and formations of meeting rooms. Um, and, and I think, you know, it's going to be in the interests of organisations to really invest in some thought around what those spaces look like. 
not least because if they are going to be social interaction spaces, um, given that we're coming back, at a, a, you know, at a point where we've just been experiencing a, a pandemic, we're going to need to make sure that those spaces are safe. Um, and I think one of the things that we've we've talked about, uh, you know, in in the past is as as we think about returning post COVID, is the fact that this is a really different time to be talking about the design of workspace, um, because you've got to add into all of this that there's there's real genuine and quite serious anxiety from a lot of employees who have perhaps not socialized with other people for a very long time and in particular are going to feel quite anxious moving into social spaces you know returning to work in an office environment in a social space where you know there's going to need to be some real thought around the you know how, how that building is designed so that it's not at maximum capacity but that you can still sort of enable those serendipitous conversations around a water cooler you know how, how do you get the value from that if you've got to know where everyone is at all times and, and monitor those spaces. Um, and I think that raises a lot of questions actually about the design of the workspace to get the most value from it. That's interesting, Helen. So I think that kind of the experience of what it's like to be in an adapted office hasn't really been looked at so far, has it? So we've got people who've been making offices COVID secure so we can get core staff in. And I think we're seeing more businesses and organisations planning for how do we bring people back, as you said, maybe in shift rotors or um, in distance offices. But actually, what does that do to the experience of being in the office then? Because actually, the people who are keen to go back to the office have in mind the office they left maybe 12 months ago. And the space they're going back into might be quite different. And what we don't know is, how does that support them? Do you lose actually the benefits people think they're going to get from being in the office, of this camaraderie, of this opportunity to interact easily and, and freely? Um, and the other, in my mind, the other big unknown as well is what does that do for how you are able to interact with your colleagues who are maybe not in the office? So particularly if we're having to have lower occupancy, so less people in the office at the same time, well, how does that all work then when some people are on Teams or Zoom, others are in the in the building, some in the room, some not? Um, and also people are working much more flexible hours now maybe as well, and we're seeing more kind of divergence in, in working patterns. And I think there's a, a, a big unknown for us in, in terms of, what that does, not only for the experience for, for employees and what they need from the office to cater for this, but also what does that do for businesses in terms of really important things like knowledge sharing, performance, uh, retention of staff as well, and culture. Um, and I know we, we looked at this in, in past projects, Helen, we've got some insights and literature tells us some things as well, but that was all pre-COVID and pre-new way of working in new offices. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that this is really where um the value of a project like the one we're going to be doing is, is going to really um you, you know, I think we're really gonna see that because I think what we haven't seen so far and which hopefully we're we're going to be doing with our new research project um is you know, being able to look at a, a sort of more socio-technical, a bit more holistic um, view of that problem. Um, because as you said, it's the problem itself doesn't just necessitate technical solutions. It's not just about designing a new building and getting architects involved and designers to sort of make the, uh, the space physically attractive to people and, and usable. It's not just about that. It's actually about when you do develop that space, what do people use it for? How do they interact with those things? So, so the problem in itself is inherently socio-technical. Um, and I think that's why this project to me that we're going to be doing is so exciting because it brings together different stakeholders, um, you know, different organisational partners. It brings together different um, 
academic and, and disciplinary backgrounds. So, you know, it's not just about psychologists like you and I thinking about how people use their workspace and, you know, what value they get from that workspace. But it's also about working with, you know, um, our other colleagues on the project who are perhaps engineers by background and can help us understand how they, you know, how they, how a virus might spread around those environments, uh, you know, how, how they, um, building can be better designed to help that. So I'm really excited to to not just be thinking about this for a change as a psychologist, but to be thinking about that in relation to these other disciplines as well. So I'd really agree, Helen. I think this is a really classic kind of social technical question. I'm thinking about how do we make the, the physical space, the supporting technologies and, and work systems, um, and actually think about the, the, the kind of the culture and what we're trying to do as an organisation come together. I think often when you look back in the past, design or, or use of uh, kind of offices and work buildings has kind of been a facilities issue. Or it's been kind of maybe left to, to administrators and others to work out how to fit people into a space rather than actually thinking with, with a blank sheet of paper, what is it we're trying to do? How best can we get physical space helpers work smarter, work better? And I think, you know, for all of the the difficulties and the, you know, the um, the fallout of the, the pandemic, actually, it does give us an opportunity to, to think again about how we're working and what we're doing. Um, and I think in our project, um, we're going to be looking at different companies and how they're changing their office spaces and their ways of working to actually kind of both respond to, to COVID, but also to, to do things differently and hopefully more effectively. Yeah. And and I think one of the things that is so interesting as well is 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 whether there are and and how these um how organizations are going to be doing it differently. Um so so I was gonna say whether there are um these differences across sector perhaps in terms of what office needs to be, um, whether there are differences in, you know, different locations or different um, work sites or, or types of environment. And I'm excited that all of these questions we can begin to start to look at through the the work that we're going to be doing. So there's lots of ways to get in, involved in our new project, which is called Adapting Offices for the Future of Work, and it's funded by the Economic and Social Research Council. And um, We're running for 18 months, and we've got lots of things we're looking to do to help us understand what businesses have been doing or are doing to adapt their offices to make them both COVID secure, um, but also to make them fit for the future and new ways of working. But we also really want to understand what it's like for employees working in these types of adapted offices or, or kind of new offices or working from home with people who are in those spaces. So a few different ways to get involved, both if you're a designer or a manager of, of uh, office space, but also um, if you're an employee, we'd love to hear your experience of working in adapted offices or under socially distanced conditions. And we'll be running activities, both as interviews, workshops, and also in-depth kind of diary studies and, and network studies as well to build up a really comprehensive picture of what it's like in these new workplaces, which may not even be an office at all. You might be getting out and, and walking around and working outdoors um, as one of your workplaces. We'd love to get a, a wide range of, of companies and, and organisations as part of the project. So as the project develops, um, we'll be producing various reports and blogs and infographics and more podcasts. And if you do want to get involved in the project, as well as contacting us in, in the ways that you've described, Matt, um, you can, of course, visit our project webpage. And the link to that is in the episode show notes. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.